0: Let's take our Bibles this afternoon, turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. I'll say it this way, if you have a Rock of Ages study Bible, it's page 1618, 1618, if you can find it there, 1618, 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. A couple weeks ago, we preached a message on our identity in Christ and who we are, And uh, then last week, we looked over at at, uh, our identity brings contentment and understanding that godliness with contentment, contentment's not found in anything or anyone outside of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then I want to look at today, and this will be my last afternoon service of 2022, and... uh, But I want to share just a simple thought on serving because of who I am. Serving because of who I am. I've made mention of this, and I'll continue to make mention of it, that I believe that there is a continued identity crisis across our nation. And I'm not talking about just gender, but I'm talking about even inside of our churches of people just settling who they are in Jesus and realizing that uh, God has made us, that we are individuals, that we are made in His image and being content with who we are, but then serving because of who we are and the contentment that comes with that. And so I want us to look at this, 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, and we're going to start reading in verse number 14. And uh, we'll just we'll just read down through for a little while, maybe get down around verse number 21 or so. The apostle Paul is using and comparing the local church there at Corinth to the physical body that we have. And you'll, you'll see that here in just a moment as we begin reading. And this comparison is being made here to be able to really just drive home a truth that's here. Look at verse number 14. "'For the body is not one member, but many. "'If the foot shall say, "'Because I am not the hand, I'm not of the body,' It is, is it, therefore, not of the body? First of all, having the foot actually talk would be something interesting, okay? Verse 16, if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body. Is it, therefore, not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing... In other words, one big ear. Where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body, And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. We'll read verse 23. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable... Upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. Now we're going to look at this, the description of the body that is here, but really it's in relation and the example that's given is about each and every one of us as being members of the body of Christ. Now, I believe that the Apostle Paul did have a little sense of humor as we're reading down through here, and he said, what if the whole body were just hearing, and it's one big ear that's walking around, okay? Mason, you just got a mental picture of that, didn't you? One big ear. Or what if it were all seeing? What if what if the body was one big Eyeball. Anybody ever watch Monsters Incorporated? That's what I think of when I read this verse right here. Mike Wazowski, is that his name? And uh, one big eyeball, but even he had hands and two feet, didn't he? And so one big eye, where were the smelling? No nose. What if it was all hearing? Where's the eyes? Where's the seeing? Well, what the Bible is teaching us here, and if you haven't figured this out by now, not all of us are the same. And how many say amen, and we're thankful for that, okay? How many have found out it's okay to be an individual and how God made us? Now, the thing is, though, is people are not satisfied and content with who God has made them to be. So if we look at this example, and I'm just going to share a few thoughts and try to make some application for it today to be able to help us and encourage us, is dissatisfaction or discontentment comes when we desire something or wanting to be something else, than what we are okay so we can use examples i'll just use examples from just today is miss felicia just get up here and sang a special wasn't that wonderful i mean singing about the name of jesus okay so we could put it this way mike hebert might be able to get jealous and be able to say Well, I want to be able to get up there and sing like that. Okay? Well, there's just sometimes, and I know he's not going to get offended at this, but we're a whole lot more happier and all of us can be more content when we understand the purpose and the gifts that God has given to us, and then we work within the parameters of the gifts that God's given to us. Okay? And so if God has made, and and the example that's here, if God has made someone to be an eye, this that part of the body, okay, they'll get very discontent if they try to smell everything. Okay? Now these are the examples that the scriptures are using. That because God has made you this part of the body, don't try to be this part over here because it just doesn't work out as well. You might be able to cross over a little bit. Like, for example, I know, and this is just medical, you lose your thumb. Sometimes they can take your big toe and be able to put it on there and be able to use it as a thumb. It's similar, but let me ask you this. I don't think that's ever been done here. Does anybody here have a big toe as a thumb before I make the next statement? Okay. That does happen. That does take place. But can I say this? It never works as well because that's not what God intended it to be. Okay. Okay. If you say, well, I can do without my big toe, then just stand there and start falling backwards and see what the first thing is of your body to catch you to try to restore your balance. It's your big toe. Well, I don't need that. Put it on my thumb. And then you wonder why you can't keep your balance and you're falling all over the place. The simplicity of the human body is that God has designed the body for every member of the body to be able to work and fulfill the purpose for what God has intended and created it to be. May I say that God has placed them in the perfect position to be able to be used as God intended. Can I get another chuckle out of you? What if God took your nose, and yes, the nose is designed for what? Smelling. I'm glad you all know that, okay? The nose is designed for smelling. But what if God put the nose on your underarm? And every time your wife walked in and said, can you smell this to see if it's good? You had to go like that to be able to use your nose. But listen, God actually put thought and design into how he created the body to be able to function. He gave us two hands, not just to be able to grip with one, but to be able to use both of them to be able to get something accomplished. Can you imagine if you only had one foot or one leg and were just hopping around instead of walking? But God designed them and, listen, even put them on swivels called hips to be able to use one at a time to be able to move them and to be able to go where we need to. God has so designed the body for such purpose and functionality to be able to get something accomplished. Now, it is that example that is being used, and if you can get that in your mind, it's that example that's being used to compare and give the object lesson, if I may, to the family of God. Not every one of us are the same. Now, imagine this, and I I could pick out... No, I couldn't, because we don't have any here. I was going to say I could pick out the oddest one that's here. Does anybody want to volunteer? Okay. Matthias, he put his hand up back there. Can you imagine, if you know Matthias, if every person at Granite State Baptist Church was just like him? I think we'd be in trouble, wouldn't we? But hold on, now I'm going to say this. You all know me. What if every person at Granite State Baptist Church was just like me? I don't think it'd be good. I, I, I really don't. God has made it. That's like the Bible saying, what if all were hearing? Where's the smelling? If all were seeing, where's the hearing? We're not all made the same. Have you figured that out? god's made you different than who i am so why do we get so discontented in life that we aren't satisfied with who god has made us to be but we always want to be someone else well if i could be like them, no why don't you be who god made you to be Because God has put, if you are here at Granite State Baptist Church, then God has put you here and know exactly who you are. He knows your talents. He knows your abilities. And guess what? He even knows your faults. Why do you think it is that God put the hands up here instead of on the bottom of the legs? It's harder to walk on your hands. It's easier to walk on your feet. God designed them specifically for that task. Now serving because of who I am, I have to be content with, listen, this is who God made me to be and God put me here at Granite State Baptist Church. That means God has a purpose and a plan for you being here and he has something for you to accomplish and he knows what you have to contribute and he knows what your faults are too. And he knows that where you have faults, someone else has strengths. And he knows that not one person can do everything. So he puts us all together to be able to make up a body with different functions and different positions of service and to be able to get something done. And if we would all be content with who God has made us and what he's commanded us to do, guess what? We just operate in there and say, okay, this is what God has for me. There's, there's some, and, and I'll put it this way, some have stretched beyond themselves, like getting up behind the, the pulpit here, and I'll, I'll go back and use this, this one reference. I was live streaming one day, one Thursday when I was gone, and Brother Tom was doing the midweek service and he made this statement while he was up there up here he said you know he said in my life he said I've I've taught some teenagers and he said I've I've taught some some little kids and everything he said but never in my life did I think I'd be up here and actually teaching adults and actually teaching a class and I thought you know now God desires to grow us at some point we can say well that's just not Not who I am. There's some that I've talked to, and they said, "Pastor, I'll I'll use our two deacons for an example." Okay, as soon as they say we're deacons, I mean it's it's free game. I I can use them as examples. Okay. Brother Don, the first time I talked to him and said, listen, your name's been mentioned. Are, are y'all willing and, and pray over this and, and make mention of it? And, and here's what he said to me, and you can verify with him. He said, if you're looking for someone to get up and teach or preach behind that pulpit and be the public speaker, he said, that's not me. Did you not say that right there? That's what he said. And I said, I I think we can do okay. And I said, we'll make it. I said, I think I can cover the teaching and the preaching right now. I said, "We're, we're fine on that. But that's what he said. He said, it's not my gift. That's not my position. That's not what God has for me. Now, here's the thing. Is he upset about that? No. What he's saying is, listen, I might be a hand, but don't try to use me as a foot. I might be an eye, but don't try to use me as a nose. That's not who God has me to be. And if we would understand, now listen, it's not for the purpose of restricting everybody from doing something, but it is for the purpose of saying, hey, what has God made you to do? What is the purpose that God has put in your life? Why is it that you are here? And what is your function in the body? And when that is settled, listen, be content and satisfied and joyous in this is what God has for me. I'm going to fulfill it to the best of my ability to be able to see this accomplished. Now, listen, we ought to take great joy in that God thinks about each and every one of us and a purpose and a plan that he has for our lives. And may I remind us, we don't have to wait till we're 50 to start doing something for the Lord. And boy, I'm thankful. Listen, these young people sitting right here on the front row, listen, God has a plan for their life. God has a purpose for them being here. And it's not just because their parents are mad at them and make them come to church. If that's what they feel, then get your hearts right. Just being honest with you, okay? There we are. There's my message to the young people today. No, it's about, hey, God's got a purpose for my life. Do you understand God has taken the time to be able to think about each and every one of us and say, I'm going to give them this gift and this ability for them to be able to use in the body of Christ, and this is the place to be able to use that now some now think about this listen i haven't been asked to sing in the choir there's a reason for that there's a reason and i didn't volunteer either because guess what if i wanted to i'd be up here i understand listen that that's not what god has for me he didn't give me the voice of an angel and i'll say this there's a lot he didn't give that to either and you're still up here in the choir i'm just kidding (laughs) No, I'm thankful. Hey, God puts them up here. They blend together. And Brother Drury is able to take all of them and try to put that together and say, let's make a joyful noise unto the Lord, okay? And let's blend this together and this together. You quiet it down. You raise it up a little bit. You're the fine there in the middle. Let's put that thing together. Hey, listen, when we understand, does that offend me? Nope. Not a bit. Because God didn't call everybody to be the pastor of this church either. But that position of the body, I know exactly where God has me for that. But God didn't have me to be something else in the church. He has me be the pastor, has you be the singer, has you be the usher, has you be the deacon, has you be the treasurer, has you uh, do the singing, has some, their gift is cleaning, their gift is straightening up and organizing. All these different things, God just puts it all together and says, listen, now we have a complete body. And so serving because of who I am, listen, there is a purpose and a plan God put specifically into you. And so we identify, God, what part do you have me for here? And then we get plugged into it and we do it with all of our heart. You know how it is. Listen, when one A member of the body does not give 100%. How many here has ever tried to stand up and start walking and your left leg fell asleep? And you try walking on that. Hey, listen, one member didn't show up for work. It affected the whole body. And I'm saying, listen, every one of us are just as important in the body of Christ as every other member it's not all of us being one big nose, one big eye, one big ear. That's not, that's not how God made it. But God's made us as individuals inside the scope and the boundaries of the Word of God to be able to all fit together and to be able to say this is who God has for us to be. Now, the contentment that comes in knowing this is my gift, this is my ability, this is what God has for me to do. Hey, listen, I'm not a bit worried that I'm not playing the piano over there. Not what God has for me. But I will say this, I'd be miserable sitting down there when someone else is preaching because that's, that's what God called me to do. This is my place. And I know that, not a doubt in my mind, I'm satisfied, I'm content, I'm happy, this is my place. Now for the rest of you, you have the place, my place isn't any more important than what God has for you in your place. You say, oh yeah, we need the pastor. Hey, listen, a pastor with nobody that's out there? I tried that for a few weeks, two years ago now, preaching to nobody that's there. That's tough. That's tough. That's tough. Every member of the body is just as important as every other member of the body. And no, the pastor's not the head. Christ is the head. Okay? And so when we look at these things, content, but serving because of who I am and get it settled, don't be so uh, eager to try to be something or someone that God has not made you to be. That's what's taking place across our nation today. Well, I don't want to be this. Most of the time, they don't even know what they are. Now, that's sad, but that's in churches today. They don't know who they are in Christ. Well, why don't you be who God has made you to be and be content and satisfied with that because God knew what he was doing? In fact, you go back and read Psalm 139, and the Bible says that, that God had all of our members written down in his book before as yet there was any of them. Listen, he had written down, he knew how tall I was going to be. He knew what color my eyes were going to be. He knew what, what, uh, what, what um, color my hair was going to be. He knew, listen, how long my feet were going to be. He had all my members written down. Before there was any of them, God knew. Put that much thought into me. Now, why do we put so much thought into being something that God hasn't made us to be? Why don't you be content? Why don't I be content with this is who God has me to be, and I'm going to give 100% into what God has for me. Hey, listen, for this time in life, it might be at this job. It might be at this place. It might be, hey, God has you... Just, and I say this with all, I don't want you to take it derogatory, being a mother right now, I don't want to say just being a mom. I think greatest responsibility on the face of the earth being a mom, raising them kids. Hey, listen, that's who God has you to be. Put a hundred percent into it. Fathers, husbands, well, I, I, just, I just don't like where God has me. Right. God's given a job and a position for you to be able to take care of and provide for the wife and for the family and to be able to pay the bills. Say, praise the Lord for it. That God's meeting those needs and that's who God has you in your life. There may come a time you move from being a a, a mom to being a grandmother. You say, don't rush it. I'm not looking to be that old right now, okay? a grandmother, then you start praising the Lord for being a great-grandfather. Hey, that's just the time of life that, that God has them in. That's not for me right now. I'm not a great-grandfather. Well, I want to be a great-grandfather, so I'm going to do everything. You would say, that's great. Pastor, what are you doing? Why, why were you so stressed out about being a great-grandfather? You're barely getting out of being a father. I'm still a father. No, why rush it? Be who God's made you to be. If you don't know how to work on a roof, don't climb on the roof. I'm just saying, let's be content and serve where God has us and who God has us to be. I'll I'll close it with this, this statement right here, just so that you can understand, try to really just drive this point home. You ever tried to take a square peg and put it in a round hole? Now you say I can do it all the time. Get a big enough hammer. It's just not what it's intended for. Okay? And there's so many times you're trying to fit into so many things of life that's not who God made you to be. So let's get it settled. This is who God's made me to be. Listen, that's why you got brothers and sisters in Christ. Hey, what's my purpose? Okay. Here, here's what I ask people getting ready to join the church, okay? Here's what I ask them. What do you enjoy doing? What, what, do you, what are you bent towards? What, what brings joy in your life? What brings contentment happening? Well, boy, I love teaching kids. Okay, I've had others. Don't put me in front of the kids. You know what that is? That's saying, hey, that's not their gift and ability. They might be able to do it and be able to survive and come out like they didn't drown, Okay. But it's not their gift and ability. You know, there's some that said, Pastor, please don't call on me in public. I'll, I'll do anything you need behind the scenes, but don't call on me in public. Don't ask me to pray out in public. Don't ask me to do that. Hey, is that is that a rebellious spirit? No, you know what it is? Hey, this is my gift and ability. That's not what God has for me. And I, and I know my limitations on where that is, and I'm just going to be who God made me to be. Is there anything wrong with that whatsoever? How could I get upset at my nose because it didn't see that door in front of me? How could I get upset at my little toe because it didn't see the edge of the bed? Why do we get upset at the toe? It's our eyes that didn't see it. There's no eyes on the little toe. You know that, right? Okay, there's a reason they didn't see it. Why do we get upset at the toe then? It wasn't his fault. He was just doing what he was supposed to be doing. Okay? It's the rest of it that wasn't fulfilling their purpose. Get content with who we are and serve God in the area that God has for you. And don't get so upset. And don't get so bent out of shape. Well, I really want to be afoot. foot. I really want to, if I could could just be a foot, then I'd be okay. I want to be a shoulder. I want to be able to carry everything. I want to be the thighs because the the weight of everything and the, the strongest muscles, they're the thighs to be able to carry everything. That's what I want to be. But God's made you a hand. So why don't you operate and serve where God has for each and every one of us to be able to serve? And I'll say this, once you find your identity in Christ... Boy, there's such great contentment in serving the Lord because of who I am and my position that God's given to me, okay? Might be a hand. Now think about it that way. Might be a hand, might be a foot, might be a shoulder, whatever it may be. Say, God, help me to find my place, and I just want to dig in and I want to be able to serve you with the part that God's made me to be. And you know something? If you're here, there's a purpose for it. No one is sitting here for no purpose whatsoever. God thought enough about you, first of all, to die for your sins for all of eternity. God thought enough of you to say, I'm going to send my son to be able to die on an old rugged cross and to be able to raise from the dead and to sit on the right hand of the throne of God. God thought enough of you for Jesus to do that. And then he's thought enough of you to put you in the body of Christ and be able to say, here's your talents, here's your ability Now use them for the glory of God and use them to be able to serve wherever God has you. That's our purpose. That's what we're here until God takes us home. And so let's just find our place of service and be content in it. Let's be content. It's who God made us. Well, I don't like how God made me. There's some things, listen, I don't like how God made me in some things, but that's me being upset with him. I need to get over that. Well, why would God allow this? Well, there's a reason for it. We may not know it till we get there, And then God explains it. Find out who we are and be content in serving in the position that God has for us and give 110%. Give it all we got. Be able to serve the Lord. Amen? How many believe we'd live happier lives if we just lived how God wants us to live? This is my place. This is my position. And that's what we're going to do. And continue to grow in that.